Almost 700,000 Hyundais were sold last year, so what is really so special about Hyundai? Also, let's take a look at Kia and how they're doing. Hello, this is Cars 101. I'm your host, Siddhartha Chandrakar. Let's get started. Hyundai's history is not very interesting. So, this is not going to be a long episode. In 1947, Chung Ju Young founded Hyundai as an engineering construction company. About 20 years later, the Hyundai Motor Company was established. In 1968, they made their first car. It's called the Cortina. It was a literal copy of the Ford Cortina, made in 1962. But it was sold in South Korea and did pretty well. Eventually, of course, Hyundai wanted to sell its own cars. It got a group of people from around the world and made its first original car in 1974. It was called the Pony. I mean, isn't that original? It came in a 1.2 liter i4 and a 1.4 liter i4, delivering a top speed of 92 miles an hour and going 0 to 60 in 15.3 seconds. It wasn't meant for performance, of course. It was eventually exported to Canada, but couldn't meet the emission standards. I mean, wouldn't you think that would hurt sales the next year? It didn't. The next year, it became one of the most popular cars in Canada. By 1985, they produced a million vehicles. In 1986, they released the Excel at just under $5,000. It ended in 2000, although being very popular. It came in a 1.5 liter i4. Now in 1985, Hyundai came out with the Hyundai Sonata, featuring their very own technology, including cruise control and even power seats. I mean, that was quite a luxury for 1985. By 1990, they produced 4 million vehicles. I mean, that, that's pretty insane. Previously, Hyundai didn't actually make engines and transmissions independently and decided to in 1993 with the Scoop. It was a 1.3 liter i4 with 71 horsepower and 81 pounds-feet of torque. And they also decided to start creating their own transmissions by making each car completely Hyundai. Over time, their vehicles started winning awards and finally built design centers in California. In 1998, they acquired Kia, which we will talk about later, and the company was skyrocketing. Funny enough, they also started racing, which didn't turn out too well and they couldn't win. I mean, it's Hyundai for crying out loud. In 2012, the EPA learned that Hyundai had been inflating its MPG numbers. Some were six miles a gallon. In Brazil, they also found out that Hyundai Veloster's engine wasn't as powerful as advertised, giving less horsepower than they said. Of course, like anyone would, they fixed it, although they were under fire. And now they have pretty good fuel economy and decided to lay off the uh, high-performance cars, which um, I highly suggested. Now let's talk about the models. We're only going to talk about the most popular ones, such as the Tucson, Santa Fe, Elantra, Sonata, Ionic, and Genesis G90. Now, the Hyundai Tucson. Hyundai Tucson is a compact SUV starting at $23,550 with up to 181 horsepower. It has blind spot assist and lane keep assist as the feature technology. I mean, this is on almost every car. This car, it's not very high rated in its class. It's actually one of the worst cars in its class. Not the worst, just one of the worst. Its cargo space is horrible compared to the SUVs in its class. Its drive is okay, but still, there are cars with better drives. In previous years, it's actually been pretty good, but this year, the Honda CRV and the Toyota RAV4 just destroy it. Next, the Hyundai Santa Fe. Hyundai Santa Fe is an SUV starting at $26,275. It has 235 horsepower, which 
is pretty good for a Hyundai. It has the same features as the Tucson, but it includes heads-up display, which is pretty standard on most cars. Nothing special, of course. This one also lacks cargo space, and its base engine sucks, but it has a balanced ride. It has an okay fuel economy and pretty quality interior. But, I mean, in its class, although, I mean, of course, get the higher models. Don't get the base engine, get the higher trim. I would definitely go with the Santa Fe. Now the Hyundai Sonata. Hyundai Sonata is the most famous Hyundai. It's a mid-size sedan starting at $23,600. And it's really considered one of the most luxurious Hyundais. It uh, has remote parking assist, which is completely out of this world for its price range. I mean, you get that on much more luxurious cars. Uh, this car is definitely the flagship model of Hyundai. It has a well-built cabin and is very reliable. I mean, it does lack power compared to its rivals. But, I mean, I I would suggest this car. Some people would rather have an Accord, but honestly, I'd suggest the Sonata. Uh, even the previous years, if you're looking at a pre-owned car, definitely go with the Sonata over an Accord. That's just my preference. But, uh, yeah. Next, the Hyundai Ionic. The Hyundai Ionic has three different submodels the hybrid, plug in hybrid, and electric. The electric has a range of 170 miles, which is awfully short for today. I mean, the Tesla Model 3 is only $2,000 more than the Ionic Electric, so you can see where that's going. The Ionic Hybrid is $23,200, and the Electric is $33,045. The Plug-in Hybrid is slightly impressive with 29 miles all-electric, which is pretty good for a plug-in hybrid. Still, I mean, like, doesn't make that much of a difference. The technology is decent in this car, of course. It has to, I mean, it has to have a little more technology. Uh, especially if it's $33,000. Because um, it also has to compete with the Model 3, which it's very it's having a very tough time dealing with. Uh, the Model 3, being $35,000, just destroys the game. I, like, it's insane. The Ionic also lacks horsepower compared to the Model 3. The Model 3 is a fun drive. Overall, the Ionic Electric is decent, but if I'm looking at that price range, of course I'm going for a Model 3. The Hybrid, I mean, I'd much rather go with a Camry Hybrid. The Plug-in Hybrid, I'm kind of against Plug-in Hybrids, so I wouldn't even look at the Plug-in Hybrid. I'd just go for the Camry Hybrid or the Accord Hybrid. Next, Genesis. Genesis is the luxury line of Hyundai. They're trying to make it like Lexus compared to Toyota, or Infiniti compared to Nissan, but they don't have the sales to do that. The Genesis isn't as nearly popular as Lexus was, or even Infiniti was. So, they just, what Hyundai's trying to do is kind of separate the two. They want to be in the same area of the dealership. But they don't want to be right next to each other. I have no clue why. It has something to do with the conflict of interest in the showroom. I'm not particularly sure 
why they do that. I would just keep them in the same showroom, but I guess they're trying to start a luxury line, which hasn't been doing very well. Now, so the Genesis G90 is honestly a beautifully made, cheaper luxury car. It has all the luxury of Mercedes S-Class without the technology and drive. The cabin is first class, the passenger seat folds down the front passenger seat if the rear seat the rear right seat of course wants to lay down and it it's really smooth for the back seat like sitting in it is very nice it's literally like business class but the handling is the issue and the technology I'm just in like it's the car is trying to compete with the mercedes s class and whereas it's $30,000 less, but you can't make a drive like the S-Class, the 7 Series. So, it is much better than the cars in its class, um, but if you're, like, if your kids, if you have a family, then I guess that if you want them to be comfortable in the back, it'd be okay. But if you're just looking for a drive, I say go with the Audi A7. But that's my preference. Other than that, it, it is a pretty good car. Now it's time for Kia. Kyungsung Precision Industry was founded in 1944. They made bicycle parts and steel tubing. In 1952, KPI changed its name to Kia, which means rising out of Asia in Korean. And over time, they started making full bicycles, motorbikes, trucks, then in the 1970s, cars. Their first vehicle was an ugly three-wheeled truck called the K360. I mean, it was so ugly. And they made their first actual car in 1973 called the Breeza, and it did fairly well. Key started making more factories around the world and was doing really well. Kia started selling cars in America in 1986. In 1997, the Asian financial crisis started and Kia declared bankruptcy. Hyundai outbidded Ford to gain 51% of Kia. Then, Hyundai reduced its stake to 33% of Kia. I mean, what's funny is that Hyundai and Kia are completely separate. They hate each other. They literally rival in almost every car. I mean, it's insane. So, now, I'm going to be real with you, a lot of Kia's cars are kind of, like, they're not the best in their class. They're kind of mediocre. Some of, uh, there are about two cars that are actually currently very, very high up in its class. In previous years, Kia was very popular people liked Kia it was the top of its class but the past few years it's been a pretty mediocre company it hasn't changed as much it's just it's nothing you know out of the box I'd rather get a Hyundai or a Honda or a Toyota in every one of its classes that's the thing now two of its cars are pretty amazing but that's just most of Kia so we'll talk about the Soul Sereno Optima, K900, Sedona, and Stinger. I mean, these are the most popular cars, even though most of them aren't so popular. The Kia Soul is actually pretty good for its class. Uh, as a subcompact SUV, it does not drive as well as its opponents. It has also been completely redesigned, giving it a sportier look, 
and better cargo space. Four, the sole was tight. It starts at $17,490. It's a very basic car with only 147 horsepower, and you do get what you pay for, though. It really is not like the Kia I talked about We'll talk about the most popular Kia models, the Soul, Sereno, Optima, K900, Sedona, Stinger, and Telluride. Now, the Kia Soul. The Kia Soul is actually pretty good for its class as a subcompact SUV. It does not drive as well as its opponents. It has also been completely redesigned, giving it a sportier look and better cargo space before the Soul was tight. It starts at $17,490. It's a very basic car with only 147 horsepower, and you do get what you pay for. Now, the Hyundai Kona is in its class and is honestly way better than the Soul. So, you can get the Soul uh, as a turbocharged, which does make a difference, I would suggest, if you're looking in that car, but of course. If I was looking in this range, I would get a Hyundai Kona. Next, the Sereno. The Sereno is a three-row SUV that is actually very comfortable. Of course, it does not have the technology we want, but it has a low starting price of $26,990. And for its class, that's great. It has a V6 option, which has 290 horsepower, but honestly, it is one of the better cars in its class. But most think it has one of the worst handling. The backseat is kind of uncomfortable and has outdated technology. But for the price and in that class, it is decent. Of course, the Hyundai Santa Fe beats it again. Now onto the Optima. This is the hit Kia. Remember when Blake Griffin dunked over the Optima? Now you always hear the official car of the NBA, the Kia Optima. Let's see how it really is. It can come in a plug-in hybrid that is $13,000 more, but we won't talk about that now. It starts at $23,390 and surprisingly has blind spot assist and automatic emergency braking, which is very high-tech for a Kia. It's also the best in its class. It's very, it's very nice power and a very nice interior. It beats the Honda Accord and Toyota Camry. It's a 2.4 liter i4 with 185 horsepower and go up to 245 horsepower on the sportier versions. Honestly, if I was looking in this class, the Optima would be my second option. Most people think it's the best car in this class. I still think the Sonata is the best. So, to me, Kia loses again to Hyundai. Now on to the K900. This is supposed to be a luxury car, but no one buys it. Why? It's a Kia. Kia is not supposed to be making luxury cars. Like, seriously. It starts at $59,900, and it has 365 horsepower twin turbocharged 3.3 liter V6. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? It does come with luxury, too. It has a VIP package that gives re reclining rear seats with Napa leather. I mean, everything is just trying to mimic an S-Class. But guess what? You can't recreate the handling of the S-Class. The handling in the K900 is horrible compared to the Genesis. It has all the blind spot technology you need and lane keep. I mean, it is missing standard technology on Audis and Mercedes, even like the Audi A6 and A7s. Like, 
So, I mean, overall, not a bad car. But if I'm going to go show off that I have a luxury car now, if I didn't care about people's opinions, I would consider this. But the brand Kia isn't supposed to be making cars that are like over $50,000, really. Like, especially luxury cars. The, the Genesis uh, beats the K900. I mean, Hyundai is just destroying Kia right now. But if you're looking to show off a car, go with the Lincoln Continental or Audi A7. Uh, like, people don't want to see that you have a luxury Kia. People want to see an A7. People want to see, ooh, he has a Lincoln Continental. I'm sorry, Kia, but this wasn't a s smart move. My thing is, car companies have reputations. The Audi, Audi can range from 30000 to 200000 But what I know about Audi is, every car they have is going to be high performance, decently luxurious, high quality, and reliable. I know that about Audi. I know that for sure. Now... For Tesla, I imagine Tesla just technology and high range electricity. Kia, though, what do I imagine Kia as? I imagine Kia as an affordable brand that makes okay cars, not too popular, but I think of them making cars that are good under $40,000. This K900 being $60,000 and not having the same drive as an A6 in, its, in, in that price range is just mind-boggling. Like, I'd rather buy a 2016 Tesla Model S than this car. I just, people don't want to show off a luxury Kia. People want to show off an A6, A7. It's just how car reputations are. And so this wasn't a smart move by Kia. I know what Kia was trying to do. It didn't work. Sorry, Kia. Now, the Kia Sedona. The Kia Sedona is actually a very reliable minivan. Of course, I don't think it's the best in its class because you have the Honda Odyssey, which has been an amazing car for a long time. The Sedona is still pretty good. It lacks technology and has a very flat interior. Third row seating is also pretty small. It starts at $27,600. And it has a decent drive. It's a 3.3 liter V6 with 276 horsepower. So it's very powerful of a van. But overall, would not recommend this car. The Honda Odyssey is much better if you're looking for a van. Next, the Kia Stinger. The Stinger is the most high-performing Kia. It goes 0 to 16 in 4.7 seconds. And, you know, it's funny. It has a top speed of 167 miles an hour. It has 365 horsepower and a twin-turbo 3.3-liter V6. I mean, this this is the sport trim. Uh, you go up to $50,000 for this. The base model is a turbocharged 2-liter i4 with 255 horsepower, which starts at $33,090. The Stinger, I mean, it, it was, uh, it's a pretty good car, but it's not a front runner in its class. 
you have the fantastic Audi A4 and BMW 3 Series. The Stinger also lacks technology, but the Stinger, of course, if I want a high, more high-performance car, even though this is twin turbocharged and everything, if I'm looking in that range, I'm going to have to go with the A4. Even if I wanted to go up, I'd go with the S4. But, I mean, it is fast, it's not very luxurious, and it doesn't have the quality of an Audi or a BMW, so, or not even the technology for that. So, I'm going to have to pass on the Stinger and go with the A4, but that's just my opinion. Finally, the Kia Telluride. The Telluride is one of the best Kias and one of the best in its class. The 7C or SUV is very luxurious and it features heated and ventilated second row seats. That doesn't come in a lot of SUVs. It has a gentle ride and a ton of cargo space. It's a 3.8 liter V6 with 291 horsepower and 262 pounds feet of torque. It has very good off-roading ability and is very powerful. Starts at $31,990 and of course comes with the normal technological features. Now, in its class, most people say Hyundai Santa Fe and the Hyundai Palisade beat it. In my opinion, the Telluride might be the best car. I know that most people say the Santa Fe, but Telluride is just, it's powerful, it's a really good car for families, and if you, especially if you want to off-road, um, it's, it's very nice for family. The Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe, is, it's, it's the best car for the money, but if you're looking at a good car to go on road trips and do all those adventures, definitely go with the Telluride. And that's all, folks. Um, so, thanks for watching. See you next time.